Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and I'm joined today by my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey. Hi, Dewey. Hi, my beautiful wife and lovely co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to all those wonderful cat fans out there in the great big cat world. Ah, we've got a great show today because we have someone that gave us a question uh, and this listener found us uh, all the way in Fairbanks, Alaska. And uh, her name is Sarah C. And she asked this question, which I think is a really good question and a good topic for today. I recently found your show, and it's been very helpful. One topic I would like to learn more about is administering medications to cats. I know some are more receptive of taking different types of medications. Do you have any tips for making medication administration less stressful? That's a good one. Molly, what do you think? Oh, yes, I have lots of thoughts on this subject because being a fear-free certified professional, I've gone through training on how to make cats visits to the vet office less stressful. And a lot of those same techniques apply here. Okay, so let's start with diving into the issue itself. Now, the way that I would do this, of course, I have none of those great credentials you have. <laughs> so I would have to say I would just do it like I would do anything else. Don't you just put a pill in a little bit of peanut butter like you do a dog and say, here you go? <laughs> I wish it were that simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cats cats are really finicky by nature and and the reason for that is, you know, so, so you can't just mask a pill often for a cat. Pill masking, you know, sometimes works for cats, but certainly not with peanut butter. Um, and, and the reason <laughs> My why... My favorite. Pill, right? It would work for you. Yay! <laughs> Next time you have to take meds, I'm putting it in peanut butter. <laughs> I'd love it. We'd be in heaven. <laughs> But cats can, they, they, they know something's in there. And, and the way that they know something is in there is through their noses. You know, cats, cats, I always say cats live through their nose and they certainly eat through their noses. But by that, I mean that, you know, what they like the smell of, they'll eat. What they don't like the smell of or something different, they won't eat. And that's because cats have like 80 million olfactory receptors compared to us only having 5 million. And their receptives, receptors are are much more sensitive to scent variances than dogs. So they can actually smell a little better, at least the nuances between different scents than dogs can. And and they also like routine. That's the other reason that masking a pill doesn't work. So, you know, they want things to be the same. So when you try to mask something in their food and they detect that it's different, they're going to avoid it. And then, you know, they're also little ninja warriors, so that that's a big issue with trying to pill a cat. So, you know, when you 
try to hold a, hold a cat's head open and pop a pill down their throat, you know, you just might get assassinated. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I know I've been assassinated by a few of our kittens that we've had. And I am just amazed how fast and furious the nails and the teeth come together as one and turn into a buzzsaw. <laughs> yep, so, little buzzsaw. So don't try to be wise out there, folks, when you do this, because they can assassinate you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your recommendation, Molly? What types of medications are typically given to cats? Well, typically we would give a cat, you know, oral pills um, or liquid oral medicine and everything from, you know, antiparasitics to steroids, um, subcutaneous fluids, we call them sub-Q fluids, topical creams, you know, flea tick medications and, you know, stuff like that. All right. So that's a good one to dive into. Let's let's talk about that for a second. Uh Start with the flea and tick meds. Those are given probably more often than anything. Those, I would say, is topical liquid, right? I don't know that there's any other kind, but hey, what do I know? Uh, what is the diff what's the different ways to administer that? Well, one of the reasons that they don't like it, what, what makes it difficult to to put flea and tick meds on cats is because it it smells. It, it, if you ever smell it, it has a, a real sharp odor to it. It burns um, and it tastes, you know, if you don't get it in just the right spot where they can't reach it, it tastes bad. You know, if they're grooming and they get it on their tongues, man, I know because I was in the shelter and I held a cat that had just gotten done being at the vet. And one of the things they did was put flea tick meds on it and it was on its fur and the cat was kind of struggling and the, the flea and tick meds, you know, touched my lip and I had it on my lip and I wasn't thinking. And a little bit later, I kind of reached down with my tongue and licked my lip and oh my God, it burned my tongue for hours. It was nasty. It, I, I've never tasted anything so nasty. So um, you know, that and, and of course, the seizure experiences we've had with, with Blueberry, our foster, I don't use flea and the, you know, revolution and stuff like that, regular flea and tick meds with our cats. First of all, they're indoor cats, so they don't go outside regularly and their exposure to fleas and ticks is, is minimal. But there are natural ways instead that are much more gentle and you won't have as much trouble. I, I did a blog, in fact, on natural and effective flea repellents and treatments. And if you go to the blog and you just kind of scroll down, it was a little while ago, but if you scroll down, you'll see a, a photo of a calico cat scratching. That's it. And um, I really like Only Natural Pet Products. That's the brand, Only Natural Pet. Um, and, and you use a combination of brewer's yeast tablets, um, you get powders like diatomaceous earth powders to use on the cat and around the house and they have natural collars and it's much, much less harsh and, and you'll find you won't have near the issues that you do with regular flea and tick repellents. Cause man, if you've ever put that stuff on yourself or gotten it on your tongue, you'll, you understand why the cats don't like it on them. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and I can't, I, I just can't envision myself going around licking all that stuff just to try it. So well, it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be me. It's just kind of a natural uh, little reaction. You I know, my the, lips were dry it. and I forgot it was on there and I just, <laughs> oh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. We got to do a whole podcast on how not to be licking cat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I could see where pilling a cat is a nightmare. So much so that... If it were up to me as just a layman out here in the world, I really, after listening to all this, I would want to get a robot to do all that for me. So because <laughs> I couldn't, I wouldn't want to have to take care of all that stuff. Or I would just take them to the vet and say, here, you pill that cat. You, you know, you can't do that because if they need like two pills a day, you can't go to the vet twice a day and tell them to do that. That's, they get very expensive. No, you have to learn how, which is why we're doing the show, which is well, why Sarah I recommend I recommend everybody go to the nearest welding shop and get <laughs> all the welding gear put together, face mask included, before you tackle the cat because it could be dangerous. <laughs> no, we're going to, we are here today to show them how to make it easy okay well what do you recommend to make that more easy well so before we jump into the actual pilling itself it's this is a this is a process and it's one that you should start with your cat today because you don't want to wait until they have to have medication get them get them ready to take medication while they're still young and while they're still healthy so everybody listening do this now with all your cats all right, because it's we want to start with the environment. You want to set up what I call a treatment station and understand that, you know, if over time the experience is uncomfortable or scary for the cat at that treatment station, every time you pick the cat up and walk towards that spot, of course, they're going to try to get away from you. So, you know, if you have a bad experience along this process at the treatment location, you may have to change the location of it, you know, from time to time. But if you follow all the steps I'm going to give you today, hopefully you're not going to have a bad experience at the treatment station and you'll you'll be able to just leave it right where it is. So first of all, what you need, you want to you want to be on an elevated surface, right? So it, it's got to be tall. It's got to be like counter height. If you know, your cats normally counter surf and that's okay with you. Like in our house, our cats counter surf and that's okay. As long as we're not preparing food up there, then I would probably do it on the kitchen counter because what we're going to do, it will encourage them to get up there. So if you don't like your cats to counter surf, pick another area that's about counter height, right? That's stable, obviously a very stable surface. And then get a towel or one of the cat beds and spray it with feel away all right feel away makes three kinds of products they make a a plug-in that everybody's kind of used to like a room diffuser they make little like wet wipe towels you wipe down your carriers with and then they also make a spray so get the spray spray it lightly don't overdo it you know on, on the towel or bed and make sure that that towel or bed smells like the cat so if you know if you don't have something that you can easily pick up and move to the treating station then put a towel down donate a towel to the cat and encourage it to lay on it so that it always smells like the cat don't try to wash it and think like a people person and say oh i'm going to want it clean and smelling good cuz no the cats want it to smell like themselves that's the most calming scent to them all right so 
you know, the other thing I would do is make sure if you're using, like if you're, if you're on a counter surface and it's smooth and, you know, it's going to move around a lot, then put something that, that has some texture underneath it. I like to use those rubber shelf liners, you know, and, um, I call them non-slip pads and, and they're, they come on a roll and they're very inexpensive. And so I put those under the towel or the bed on the surface so that it's not slipping around. And then you might also, um, sprinkle some catnip on the towel if your cat's into catnip. Well, you know, I, I think the last time that I tried that the cat was on the counter sitting and it's nice little four feet on the counter looking at me. And I'm coming at them with a pill. I think you were gone and I was having to do that. And one of the paws come up and the claws come out. So now I think I just learned that I, what I should have done was grab the spray and a chair and got the cat pinned to the wall and then give it that stuff. <laughs> Don't forget oh, well. the whip. Don't and the whip. the whip. Oh, right. the whip. Yes. <laughs> now I'm learning something. Yeah, yeah. I know what I know now why I got clawed up. <laughs> well, uh, so. Actually, I should have uh, uh, I should have, you know, told you about the treatment station before I left, right? <laughs> should have, I should have been educated long before all of that. So let me ask you. So in the spray piece, as I'm approaching the cat with the chair and the spray, do you recommend uh, your custom blend of nip? The silver vine and valiant root, Miauza? Yeah, it's a valerian root. And yes, of course I do. Oh, um, valerian. Because That's right. <laughs> only about 80% of cats actually react to catnip. In fact, Pico, our kitten, isn't that crazy about catnip, which kind of breaks my heart because I like it when cats love catnip. And, and, and silver vine is actually a natural plant, just like catnip is. Catnip is a relative of the mint family. Silver vine is, is not, but it's something that cats react to as well. And they actually were using it with lions and tigers, with big cats. And so like somebody said, oh, we should try it on, you know, domestic cats as well. And they really like it. And, and the valerian root is another thing that, that gets them, you know, stimulated. They like it. And so I have a custom blend of that that I have made for me. There's a, a farm that grows these things. And so I have a custom blended and it's called Meowza. And uh, you can find it on our, on our website at the store in the behavior boutique, um, and and look for it there because it's really great. And so yes, I would recommend using that on the towel. You know, light dusting of feel away, little sprinkling of meowza, and then put the cat up there, and they'll be happy. Okay, so what's your thought about adding eye of newt and bat wing to that blend? <laughs> we might have to do that. You know, but we're eye of mouse and, and, eye of and mouse. dove wing. Eye of oh. mouse and dove wing, they would probably yeah. really go crazy about and it. Stirred up with a chicken feather. All right, I think we got a new brew happening here. <laughs> so, okay, let me go through this again. So you put your cat on an elevated surface with feel away and catnip, and then you peel them. No, 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 no. There's much more to it than that. We're getting to that. So oh, once, okay. once you have established this treatment station, you need to build up to the, that pilling experience by, you know, first making that pilling spot, that, that treatment station, a great place for your cat to be. And I mean, a great place. So set it up and then put them up there 
and give them a super yummy treat. Now, I'm not talking about the little hard, crunchy, normal temptations treats. I'm talking about something really super yummy, you know, like shaved turkey or tuna or canned chicken or or no peanut butter or (laughs) or baby food like chicken and chicken broth baby food a lot of cats like that um if you go through all those things and your cat didn't like any of those try a canned cheese some of them respond to that and you know take some time to really find out what knocks their socks off because it's very important and and go with that with our cats it's it's usually shaved turkey that's kind of like the the cat crack and so i suggest going to the deli counter and get some some turkey sliced turkey doesn't have to be shaved sliced whatever and put them up on that treatment station give them the treat while they're up there tell them how good they are pet them and then put them down and then repeat that several times a day you can even lure them up there so that they're getting up there on their own so show them the shaved turkey and you know pull it keep it a couple inches away from their nose and pull it up there so they see where it goes and then you know have them jump up there and you can take that one step further like we do in operant conditioning and give it a verbal cue so if you lure them up there maybe say pill time every time they get up right before you give them the turkey. So they jump up, you go pill time, give them the turkey. And you repeat that several times a day, day in and day out, not just one day. This is going to go on for a while, right? So, and again, I want you to start now before your cats need meds. And if you're already struggling with meds, you know, take the time to do this and and go pill time. And then that way, one day you're going to go pill time and the cat will know I have to jump up here and I get a piece of turkey. And they need to be right. Every time you go pill time and they jump up on the treatment station, give them a piece of turkey. Okay? Yeah. And while you're at the store getting the shaved turkey, go ahead and pick up the peanut butter because you may need to have the peanut butter for Dewey yourself. Because you mail it to him. Right? Pick <laughs> up a drawer of peanut butter and mail it to him. As you're trying to figure out how to get this cat to do all this stuff, you may need some peanut butter to rest. <laughs> okay. So I can just see that. Pill time. Come on, kitty. Pill time. Then you grab the back of the head. Shove the pill in, and that will be the last time that cat get up there, right? <laughs> well, exactly, which is why we need to to then slowly condition them to the holding positions, right? While you're eating you, peanut butter. While you're eating the peanut butter, of course. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you got to, when you pill a cat, you know, you, you reach around the back of their head, and with your, your middle finger and your thumb, you kind of pry open their mouth, or with your other hand, you've got the pill in your other hand between your index finger and your thumb, and you're prying open their mouth, and then, you know, and so you've got to get them used to, to that holding position, because the only time you hold your cat like that is when they're getting a pill. So we need to change that. So I like to get them in the treatment station, you lean up against that counter, and Put the cat facing away from you so that the cat's rump and back are against your chest and so that they can't back away from you. They can't back up because if they're backing up trying to get away from the pill, they're they're running into you. And and that's a good thing for them. That that's warmth and comforting. So I mean, don't try this with a feral cat, obviously. This I'm assuming these are your your cats, your pets that are socialized. So um, you know, the head's facing out, and then you gently hold the back of their head, you know, with your middle finger and thumb at the sides of their mouth, and do that for just a few seconds, and then say, good girl, or good boy, and then give them the turkey, 
or whatever it is that knocks their socks off and do that several times a day. So now you've got them either getting up there on their own or you're putting them up there and they go, oh, this is fun. Every time I get up here, I get turkey. I love this plot. And then now you're going to add holding the back of their head for a few seconds and going, good boy, and giving them turkey and then let them get down and do that multiple times a day, right? And then, yeah, yeah go ahead. Well, and, then, and then after you've done that multiple times a day for, you know, say a week or four or five days, and they're comfortable with that because every time you do that, they get turkey, then you want to open the mouth, right? That's step two. So open the mouth and go, good boy, give them a piece of turkey. Don't put the turkey in the mouth. Just give it to them after you've opened the mouth. Do that several times a day for about a week. And then you want to hold that mouth open a little longer till it's about the same time it will take to peel the cat, right? So you hold it open, maybe two, three seconds. Good boy. Give them turkey multiple times a day for about a week. Now, if you're doing like sub-Q fluids, then you're going to want to have them, you know, in a laid down position, pinch a little of the skin like you would if you were putting in the fluid needle and say, good boy, and then treat. And, and you want to do that. So we're doing little tiny steps. We're taking every step of the medication process and breaking it down and making the cat associate that with something great. And it's the same thing with the, the flea and tick treatments. You know, you lightly pat their back and their body as if you were putting on the powder. Um, if you're going to do, you know, again, I don't, I don't, personally use these, but if you're going to use revolution or some of those, you know, you part the hair and hold the hair apart and then say, good boy, give them a treat. And then you'd run your fingernail down that part as if you were, you know, administering the flea and tick meds, but you're not. So they get used to how that feels and that, that becomes something they're associating with something good. You can also distract them with a toy, you know, which is another positive thing that's happening when the scary, unusual things happen. So basically what we're doing is counter conditioning here. Okay. Well, so what I was going to say in the middle of all that is be sure and finish your peanut butter before you start all that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to need the protein. Because you're going to need all the strength you've got <laughs> to get all that done. <laughs> so really you're making the unusual things more usual, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. We're making the experience of giving the pill a pleasurable one because we've paired those sensations of it with something great. And and that's classical conditioning. You know, we're conditioning them to have a positive emotional response to the treatment station and the holding positions. So now you just slip a pill in a in while the mouth is open and they don't even notice it, right? Is that how it works? You just open, <laughs> yawn, yawn, kitty, yawn, bloop. <laughs> well, it's probably not that easy, but essentially, yeah. <laughs> you want to you wanna be sure to, when you get to the part where you're going to put the pill in, you want to be sure to put the pill way in the back of their throat or they're just going to hold it and spit it out later. And a lot of times they, they do that anyway. I had a cat named Enzo. And I would pill him and I would assume it was down. He'd sit there and look at me afterwards and, you know, walk off. And I'd find pills all over the house because he was, he was just holding them and spitting them out. Kind of like I used to do with peas when I was a kid. I didn't like to eat my peas and my parents would make me <laughs> eat my peas. I'd hold them in my mouth and then I'd leave the dining room table and go spit them out. It's kind of like that. But it, you can use what's called a pill popper. 
Um, that's a device that looks like a syringe and you put the pill in the end and then you, you press down on the plunger and it, and it pops the pill into the back of the throat. You can also flick it, you know, put the fill, the pill, you know, on your thumb and your, and your middle finger and, and flick it or your index finger or whatever your flicking finger is. <laughs> use that. Um, but if you're going to use a pill popper, be sure to, to let them get used to that equipment in, in the treatment stationing conditioning. So, you know, if you're going to use that, then after you've grabbed the back of the head and opened the mouth, we'll now have the pill popper up so that they see it, they smell it, and then give them turkey, you know, with no pill. Again, you want to condition everything you're going to do. You want to condition before you actually start doing it. And then always follow that pill with the treat. So let's say you're, you're at that process, you've actually pilled it, give them a treat. First of all, that, that helps them swallow it. One of the things I used to do is hold their mouth in their head, you know, hold their mouths closed with my hand over the head and then lightly, gently stroke their throat. So kind of hold their head up, stroke their throat. That makes them swallow. I'm going to help with the, the pill going down. You can do that and add that to your conditioning steps. Um, and then if you give them a piece of turkey really quick, if that pill is caught in the back of the throat, instead of, you know, hang it up, they're going to eat the treat and that will go down with it. Give them pets afterwards, a wand toy, anything that your cat enjoys, you know, use right after you've done the pill. Uh, you know, I can see where this is, where the cat is getting up to the treatment station and then he gets used to doing that, but he also identifies that with yucky things that are happening up there. Well, yeah, it's it, that's a good point. So it's important to have intermittent sessions. So if, you know, some of your sessions, it's just going to be going to the station and going through the motions with no pill given and just treating. And that actually reinforces the conditioning. So let's say you're giving your cat a one, you know, a, a pill every day. So then maybe some other time, you know, shift that to a later time in the day and the, and the time you would normally give the pill, just give a treat and then go ahead and give the pill a little later that afternoon. So intermittent um, sessions helps to reinforce that classical conditioning. Okay, so I got it. So you're tricking them into knowing <laughs> when the pill is going to come, right? Into not knowing, yeah, that's that's exactly yeah, where yeah, we're going, knowing. you know. But yeah. but every time the cat gets a treat, see, that's the. Important I think he's figuring it out, or she. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, that's kind of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so I can see how conditioning the cat with some happy associations would reduce the fear, anxiety, and stress. I'm sure all that's happening at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. What do you suppose to do when the cat just won't sit still or refuse to do what you want them to do? That's not a cat at all, right? <laughs> right? None of us have ever Cats experienced that. Cats are supposed that. to do exactly what we want them to do. <laughs> well, what you don't do is you, you never punish your cat. So if your cat is struggling to get away or, you know, don't, don't punish them. And whether that's, that's verbal or physical corrections, it, it just makes the experience more scary and erodes that bond between you. So if your cat is struggling for more than about three seconds, stop restraining them. And if this happens for three times, then backtrack and retrain to the space. So struggling is telling you that there's not yet enough of a good, strong bond to the training 
station or equipment. So you either have to get a higher value treat or you didn't, maybe you rushed the process. So if you do the process slowly, you're really not going to have that problem. And lots of peanut butter. And lots of peanut butter for you, of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you're sitting there going, okay, as you're having that spoonful of peanut butter, you're going, what did Molly say the last time I listened? What do I do next? (laughs) That would be me. I'd have to listen to this podcast again and again and again. Okay. Are there other tips you have for administering meds? Yeah, I can think of three things. So... First thing is always have hunger motivation on your side. Do the station training and the actual medicating before a meal, right? When the cat is good and hungry. So if you're currently free feeding dry food, stop and go to a meal schedule because that's going to work for you in multiple ways. Also, the element of choice is very important. If at any time the cat feels, <clears throat> excuse me, like it's not in control, it's going to be uncomfortable. That's that's very, very important for a cat. So touch as gently as possible with as little restraint as possible. And that's why, you know, leaning over them with their back to you isn't grabbing and restraining them. It's comforting for them to have your warmth and smell near them. You know, it's more like a hug. And then, and then also a gentle touch, you know, that's the important thing. If you're going to, if you're going to touch, you know, grabbing the back of their head, because that's different than how you normally interact with them, maybe you start that touch in a neutral spot. So, you know, for the cat, that's the side of the face. So let's say you, you rub your hand on the side of their face and then over the ears and the back of the head. That way you're not just coming at them from behind where they can't see your hand and then it makes them jumpy when all of a sudden, oh my God, there's a hand there. I didn't see that coming. So a lot of cats are very jumpy if they don't know where your hands are. So those are the three things I can think of. But if your hands are on the peanut butter, they know exactly where it's at. (laughs) Just FYI. (laughs) Okay. Can't you just crush up these pills and put them in the food? I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, a lot of people just go ahead and crush it all up and make it like a powder and put it in the food and call it a day. Mm -hmm. So are these things you can do to mask the the bad smell or taste of meds? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, some meds. Yeah, you know, I used to do that with Tabasco. I have a a little small mortar and pestle or I use a back of a spoon on a little plate. And when he was on, you know, steroids, I would crush those up and put those in his food and he didn't have any trouble with it. But each cat's going to be different. You know, I've heard of, of people whose cats just won't eat the food if the pills are crushed in it. And and again, that goes back to the nose and all those olfactory things they have in their nose and how sensitive they are. But, you know, I would say, yes, try that because that's easy. But, you know, if you're going to do it, make sure that you're masking that bad flavor, you know, with something, again, really strong flavor or smell that's going to overpower that. And you want to do that before a meal while the cat is good and hungry because they go, oh, this might not smell right, but I'm so hungry. I'm going to eat it anyway. And some of those things are like tuna juice. So get a can of tuna, drain off all the juice and put it in a little mason jar and save it and use a teaspoon of that, crush the pill into it 
and maybe put just a tiny bit of their canned food in, just tiny bit, like, you know, um, half a teaspoon or something, just a small amount, enough that it'll overpower the pill, but not so much, you know, that they don't eat at all. You can also mix it with brewer's yeast. They love brewer's yeast. So you can, you can get powdered brewer's yeast. Um, you can mix it with the gravy from a, a can of wet food. So again, just open a new can of wet food, pour the gravy into a, a small mason jar and, uh, and use that to mask it. Anchovy juice, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. Be creative because, you know, whatever you find that your cat loves, it'll, it'll work if you so take you the don't, time to figure it out. You don't recommend clothespin on the nose, do you? On your nose, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that will work. Okay, so are there some holistic remedies that aren't quite as nasty for the cat? Yeah, sometimes. You know, it depends on the disease or whatever you're treating. You know, just like with the flea and tick meds, there are some really effective holistic um, remedies. You know, you have to do more than just, you know, simply squirt wet stuff on their back. You got to use a combination of powders and collar and, you know, things like that. But, you know, yeah, it depends on the disease. Check with your vet. Um, you know, there's there's holistic vets. There's all kinds of, um, you know, support out there for holistic medications, everything from, you know, diffusers and aromatherapy that helps support, you know, the diseases. Um, I had a Chinese medicine person come and, um, and, you know, prescribe, not, not prescribe like, you know, pharmaceutical prescribe, but prescribe all kinds of holistic things for Tabasco. So yeah, yeah. There, absolutely, there there can be. It's worth you looking into that. There weren't for steroids. All right, there's no holistic. Um, I mean, you know, it, it, before it's a crisis, there's probably some holistic anti-inflammatories out there. But by the time it's a, a crisis disease and the cat needs to be on steroids, you know, it, it may be, you may just have to deal with it in one of these ways of trying to mask it or making that pill experience a, a pleasurable one. I think peanut butter is holistic, so I would recommend that. <laughs> That's but what for at. guys like me, and I am just nothing more than a commoner every day that has not any of this knowledge that wonderful Molly has, <laughs> I can tell you that it probably doesn't work as well. <laughs> so, not for cats. For dogs, for peanut butter is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Molly. And I think this will help a lot of people, and a lot of people like me who really don't understand any of this. And I'm just here to help out this show. And I'm learning as much as anybody else, probably less. But anyway, I hope you get as much out of it as you possibly can. And if you can't, you know, please uh, give if you have some additional questions or you need clarification on any of this stuff that Molly's talked about. None of what I've talked about. Don't email me because I wouldn't know. You could talk to her and email her. As she is but, Molly. But if you want a if you want a really good peanut butter review, email yeah, Dewey. Yeah, I'll tell you, <laughs> best peanut butters. <laughs> but you can email Molly for all those other questions that are out there, and that is her email is Molly M O L L Y at cattalkradio.com. And if you have, and if there are any other listeners out there who may not have this question but have other questions please give us some ideas about a podcast topics it always helps to answer your questions than it is for us to create new peanut butter ideas so just <laughs> peanut butter 
peanut butter, please peanut email butter. Molly and ask her those questions. She'll and for love God's sakes, mail Dewey some peanut butter, would you? I can tell we're going to have to go to the store today. <laughs> also, there's lots of great stuff. You know, follow us on Instagram and like our Facebook page. You know, I'm always posting tidbits and funny stuff, of course, cat stuff. So um, check us out there and share with their friends, you know, so they can get the good cat info, too. Yay. And also, if you've ever learned something from one of our podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Any amount helps us because this helps keeps the show on the road. Oh, I mean, on the air. Soon hmm. to be on the road. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a free podcast, so we don't ask for anybody to subscribe to something and all of those sorts of things. So please help us uh, do what you what we do best. Molly does best, and what I don't do best. And so at this do we show, can get peanut butter. Right? So I can have peanut butter someday. <laughs> no, all of your donations go to Cat Behavior Solutions, which is a five hundred one c three nonprofit charity and none of us get paid for this we have no salaries whatsoever this is all volunteer work trust so me we would rather be eating peanut butter than doing this <laughs> so when i say she pays me peanuts it's all in peanut butter yay <laughs> <laughs> and i signed over that deal because <laughs> we're going to keep on doing this as long as Shelter, shelter euthanasia is the number, number one, one cause of death, death in cats. <laughs> we really suck at that. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you, it's two commanders in the same ship. We just can't keep it going in this at the same time. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time, keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.